0: Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Do you know that God has all power in heaven and earth? Are you aware that He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think? Can you and I grasp that anything we ask in his name, he is quite capable of doing. Not only capable, our God is willing. Fear not, little flock, Jesus said. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He desires things for us that we do not yet desire for ourselves. I read the story a while back of a man who was in an automobile accident while unconscious. God takes him on a journey to different places and times to visit with people who have something to say to him, something that could change his life. One of those final visits was not on earth, but in heaven. And the person he met with was not a man, but an angel, Gabriel. When the man gets over his amazement at meeting Gabriel, he looks around and finds he's in a large building. It's filled with many things. Warehouse shelves stacked to infinity. Papers, photographs, books line these shelves. They walk and walk, but don't ever seem to come to the end of the building. Finally, they stop and the man asks, have I seen it all? Gabriel says, you've only seen a tiny fraction of this facility. And a lifetime of wandering would not cover it all. And sadly, it gets bigger every day. The man asks, what is this place? The angel answered, These are the answers to unasked prayers. These are the dreams and the goals of the less courageous. Kathy Toops once wrote, In the inner realm of heaven above, we are all disgust with perfect love. He longs to give what we yearn for ourselves, yet blessings lay unclaimed on hundreds of shelves. Could we covenant Here on this daily devotion, could we covenant with ourselves that we want to tip heaven's shelves, that by the time we finish with this sojourn of life, there will not be one gift remaining in heaven that could rightfully be ours, that has our name on it, that we in this life having laid claim to all that God has for us. What a privilege to join you today in this devotion. We are this week talking about the miraculous, the many, many ways God moves in miraculous manners in our lives. What prevents God from pouring out his blessings, from tipping heaven's shelves our direction? Well, we have not because we ask not. But even when we ask, we will square off against four enemies of the miraculous. And I want to help you defeat those four enemies that are keeping your miracle back. Let me give all four of them to you at one time. Then we'll go through each individually. Distraction, delay, disfavor, and doubts. These four D's, to borrow some alliteration, these four devilish, dastardly, diabolical, dreadful enemies. Of the miraculous. I think that's enough D's. Let me give you one more. We need to defeat these enemies. And I will give you a single syllable word that will help you defeat these four enemies to your miracle. So the first enemy is distraction. Let me give you the single syllable antidote that is here. If the enemy is anything, he is the master of distraction. He seeks to shift our attention. As Lot's wife, he wants us to look back. As Simon Peter, he tries to get us to look away from Jesus. Or like Abraham, he seeks to get us to get our mind off of God's promise. Do you remember the story of Isaac? He was packing his bags. A famine had hit the promised land. He was headed to Egypt. But God said, stay, don't run. This is the word to use when the enemy tries to distract you. Say, here. God will bless me here. Shema stopped running and said, here. I'm not running anymore. I'm expecting the miraculous here. And it was in that lentil patch that God gave Shema the miraculous. It's Rizpa saying others can run, but I'm staying here. That God will perform the miraculous here. The second enemy of your miracle is delay. And the single syllable word to counteract delay is now. The enemy will always say tomorrow, not today. Sure, God is good. Sure, good things are coming, but it will always be down the road a ways. The writer of Hebrews says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Notice the sequence should read, Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But the Spirit-inspired writer said forever rather than tomorrow. Because in God's world, tomorrow is forever. Jesus is the I am, forever in the present tense. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And that is the single word to defeat delay. Delay is an enemy of your miracle. Say the word now. Jesus said, if you observe the clouds, you will never sow. If you get your eyes on circumstances, you will always procrastinate. But the Lord says, now, I don't think there's a better day for the miraculous than the one in which we live. If you're going to win souls, disciple people to the Lord, you will never find a better time. People are so hungry for what God is doing in our midst. Jesus attacks the enemy of delay while in Samaria. He condemned his disciples for saying the harvest is coming in four months, even though in a natural sense, that's exactly when it was supposed to occur. But Jesus was indicating a supernatural harvest was happening. I sense a hastening of the harvest. It can happen before you plan for it. It can show up when you least suspect it. That prodigal could be knocking on your door by sunset. False hope, you say? No. We serve the God of now, the God forever in the present tense. Now is the time. Do you remember what John the Baptist asked of Jesus? Are you the one we should look for or is there someone else coming? In Luke 7, at that very hour, we read, Jesus healed many people of their diseases, afflictions, and evil spirits. And he gave sight to many who were blind. At that very hour, now, we can defeat the enemy of delay with now. Your miracle is coming. Say that it is happening right now. The third enemy to your miracle is doubt, and it has a single syllable antidote, and that word is yes. We pose the question, can God? That is really at the root of all doubt. Is God able? We are commanded to ask in faith and doubt not, and he that doubts is like the waves of the sea. We need to be confident that God hears us when we pray, that God will respond to us, When you hear the enemy whisper, can God, here's the word you need, yes. Say yes anytime you feel doubt come. Can God? Yes. Is God able? Yes. Jesus is called the yes and the amen. He went about doing good and working miracles. So when you call on his name, you're actually shouting yes in the face of doubt. Can God? Yes. Here's the other enemy, the fourth one, disfavor. And the antidote is me. This says, okay, God can, but will God. One of the greatest enemies of the miraculous is the belief that God does it for others, but not for me. He favors others. He does good for others. But for some reason, he just won't do it for me. But you do know that God is no respecter of persons. He shows kindness to the just and unjust. He is an equal opportunity blesser. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Yet he awaits us to become convinced that he actually loves you and me, that God does not just love, he is love and he is good and his character is magnanimous and he longs to shower people with his goodness, that he longs to do something for us beyond what we can do for ourselves. So here's the word that defeats disfavor. You ready? Say, it's me. God will do it for me. I'm glad he has the whole world in his hand. I'm glad there is no place on this planet or universe that his presence is absent. I'm glad his eye is on the sparrow, but I know, I know, I know he watches over me. This enemy of doubt will keep us back from the miraculous. There's a statement made from a very carnal king of Israel, Ahab, the man who stole Naboth's inheritance, the man who was married to none other than Jezebel, the man who allowed false worship to proliferate in Israel, that guy. He made a statement that was self-evident. Had it been made by a man of prayer and faith, it would have happened too. He said these words, Ramoth in Gilead is ours. Why do we sit still? Why don't we take it? It was theirs. It was one of the six original cities of refuge. God had promised this city to his people. And this is the way I feel today. This city is ours. This country is ours. It belongs to us. Why don't we make it our own? Why don't we seize what God wants to do in this place? Why don't we rise up and accept the challenge? It doesn't belong to me. It does in a sense, but not any more to me than to you. It belongs to us. It's not just mine. It's ours. Together, we can win this city for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can win those of all languages, ethnicities, tongues, cultures. We can reach this world by going next door. This is ours. I'm reminded of what Elijah told King Ahab. Get off of this mountain. There is a sound of the abundance of rain. There were no clouds in the sky, but Elijah heard something in the heavenly realm. And I think that's where we are today. Our spiritual antenna sent something momentous, something approaches, a heaven-sent harvest, a divine restoration, an invasion from heaven. This place, right here, right now, we need people who will fall in love with their Jerusalem, their Judea, and their Samaria. We need people who fall in love with the downtown, midtown, and uptown, from the ghetto to the condo. People who fall in love with their neighborhoods, their schools, their places of employment, and say, God, you can do the miraculous right here. We need people who will give their lives to see people one for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And will say, come what may, I will stay and I will see revival right here. I'm reminded of the time the Ammonites attacked Israel in Judges 10. Two things are have noticed: They didn't attack all the tribes. They only attacked three. They seem to know united God's people will stand, but divided God's people will fall. The second thing I notice is the three tribes they attack Judah, meaning praise, Benjamin, strength, Ephraim, fruitfulness. The enemy wants our praise, our strength, and our fruitfulness. But these tribes cried out to God, and God delivered them. Here, now, me, yes. These are the four single syllable antidotes to defeat the enemies of the miraculous. You need to claim it. Your miracle is on the way. Here, now, me, yes. Daily Devotion family, this is your day. Thank you for sharing in Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.